Alrighty, welcome back everyone to The Ferment. I'm here in Studio One, the uh, family boardroom. I've got KB with me. How are you, KB? I am fantastic, Harry. We've had three beautiful days of straight hot summer weather. An absolute lovely weekend. Great time to be out in the pool and in the river. Have you been out and about enjoying it? This weekend I was doing a fair bit of stuff around the house because I've been travelling for a week or so, but yeah, it's been incredible. And nice to have really good weather on the weekend with not having hits of rain like we've had over the last you know month or so. And of course it's perfect weather for vintage, which is why we're here today. Yeah, and we've got Kate Looney with us to give us a bit of an update. How are you, Kate? I'm very well, thank you. And you just let in that you had to duck in over the weekend to just do a little bit of uh, housekeeping. How did that go? Yeah, very good. We brought in uh, quite a bit of fruit on Saturday, so that was a nice busy day. And then, yeah, just Sunday was looking after some tiny little ferments in the kindergarten yeah. to get us going. Cam McFarnell will be happy because you were making sure that we didn't have casuals in on the weekend. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, just ticking all the boxes from a <laughs> cost perspective. Just before we get into it, I just want to give you guys a bit of a heads up of something that I attended this week. It was a collaboration that we did with Innocent Bystander and the Red Rock Deli Chips. Mm -hmm. And so it was all about the Chapelier and the Sommelier together talking about chip and wine matching. And leading up to this event, Andrew Dix and I um, from Marketing, who looks after Innocent Bystander, we had a great old time trying all of the Red Rock Deli chip flavours and trying to match them up to the Innocent Bystander wine. So when we got to the event, which was incredible, they spent a fortune on actually activating it. Not us, but they spent a fortune. We were like a, uh, what would you say, a conduit to a good experience. We're at the Innocent Bystander, you could say. We, 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 well, we tried not to be too innocent bystander. We had to sort of tell everyone about our product. But what they did is they had an experience for four chip and wine matching so they had sea salt with the innocent bystander prosecco and then the balsamic vinegar sea salt with the pinot gris and that was a super challenging one to get the match right because balsamic vinegar is such a strong flavor we were in sort of red wine territory to start with and we tried almost all the innocent bystander reds before we got to whites and chardonnay didn't quite work and then when we got to the pinot gris we go hang on something's happening here we've got the, the um, natural fruit sweetness of the Pinot Gris was dropping the vinegar a bit, but it was still allowing the salt flavour to come through. So it was a really interesting combo. Then we had the lime and black pepper flavour was matched to the rosé. And to finish off, we had the honey soy chicken with Pinot Noir. And the comments from the people that were there, they were just blown away by the experience. And they're going, I'm never going to look at chips at the start of a dinner the same again. And we'll be talking about this experience forever. So, yeah, it was really well done. Amazing. Really exciting. Yeah. And a couple of photos have been floating around. The uh, Red Rock Deli Chips uh, people, uh, they asked me to grow a beard and a moustache for the event. So I'll, I'll, I'll put a photo up <laughs> to show what that looked like. But also they gave me a velvet green suit <laughs> and uh, well, a jacket, I should say. And then there was this quite a huge um, sort of paper lapel um, flower that was hanging off it. And I was just saying to KB earlier that when we were waiting for people to arrive, I was just standing there in the middle of the room with no one else there in this weird suit and a big flower on, on my lapel. It just looked hilarious. So anyway, but a great event. And um, we're, we, that was Sydney. And we're hoping that Red Rock were excited enough 
with it that we could bring it to Melbourne and also Brisbane as well. So, yeah, we just wait on the feedback for that. But I think it's a really cool one to get us going. Great, amazing. We've got Sean and Jeff in the Yarra Valley tasting fruit today. I'm sure they'd be uh, happy to have a few chips. Chips to go with? <laughs> Try and match the uh, the fruit with a chip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to say... They're both partial to <laughs> Sean chip. would love a chip. I, I thought you were going to say they want to wear the green jacket. <laughs> Not sure about the green jacket. <laughs> Not today on a 33 or 34 degrees day in the sun down in the Yarra Valley. <laughs> All right, now, Kate, as I mentioned, it's been a bit of a strange summer. Like, we've had some... You know, that we were talking about it's not La Nina this year, it's El Nino, but then all of a sudden we're getting ridiculous amounts of rainfall in very short periods of time. How have you seen the season leading up to now? Yeah, it was pretty challenging for the vineyards, uh, you know, between that Christmas and January period. Bankstale had over 300 mil of rain, like that's incredible volumes of rain. And then along with that, that humidity, so that always makes you nervous that there's going to be disease out there. The vineyards have held up amazingly, like they've really done a lot of work to, yeah, just combat all those challenges that they've had and the fruit is actually looking really good, so we're quite lucky. And so what are we actually estimating to bring in this year? Yeah, we've got on the books about 15,500 tonne. That's pretty consistent with what we've had the last couple, isn't it? Yeah, we've had a couple of smaller vintages and, uh, yeah, so that's sort of about on track where we sit for our good average sort of intake. And, okay, so we know what we're sort of aiming for. Uh, We are the 19th of February 2024 at the moment, so where are we up to? How far through are we getting to that target? Yeah, so this morning I just had a quick look and we had brought in 2,680 tonnes, so that's, uh, what did I say, 17% of our intake. But what's interesting is in that 2,600 tonne, we brought in 12 different varieties. Wow. So, yeah, not many uh, wineries would have such a fruit salad mix and such an early start, yeah. So roll through them if you can, Kate. What have we yeah, got so, so far? so we've brought in Prosecco, Orange Musket, Chardonnay, Pinagrigio, Dolcetto, Shiraz, Gordo, so musket for Moscato, Crucian, Pinot Noir, Fiano, Black Musket and one of the CSIRO varieties, the M50. Cool, very exciting. Now, we have seen over the last few years that yields have been a bit of a challenge, having smaller crops and so forth. How are you looking this year? Oh, much, much better, especially somewhere like the Yarra Valley. We're back to sort of pretty much normal sort of size crops and throughout I was in the Murray Valley two weeks ago with Sean and things are looking really good up there and through the King, yeah, we're probably sort of a much more normalised year. And in terms of quality, are we seeing that quality? And also what steps are being taken out there in the vineyards to ensure that we we keep that level of quality as well and can assess it? I guess with all that rain, so there would have been, uh, you know, some pretty serious spray programs going on, but also opening up canopies to a bit of leaf removal to allow that airflow through so that the disease didn't build up in the canopies. But quality-wise, yeah, it's looking really, really good. This stage, we're still getting lovely natural acidity through. Like, we just haven't had those really high... You know, it feels like it's been warm... But as Brett said the other day at Millowa, we haven't had a 40-degree day since January 2021. So it's that 
those really, you know, mild sort of, they nearly class them as Indian summers, don't they, you know, that we've been having. So that, you know, really helps that fruit quality, not having those big spikes of really hot, harsh temperatures. And with that quality control of that leaf plucking and that work out in the vineyard, is that a, a labour-intensive hands-on process or do we have machines for that now? Uh, a lot of it's done by machine, yeah. And then obviously if they had to, they could go through. But labour's hard to get, so you're probably not going to focus on that sort of level unless you really, really had to. Now thinking about our big three varieties that we deal with, the Muscat of Alexandra for Moscato, the Prosecco and the Siena, um, how are those guys looking? Yeah, look, the Gordo crop, well, we'll call it Gordo. (laughs) (laughs) The musket for Moscato, yeah, the crops are looking fantastic in the Murray Valley. You know, the last few years those yields have been a little bit down and that variety really nearly is better when it is, you know, beautiful big crops and great nice round berries and there was flavour already you know, two weeks ago, yeah, it was incredible how, you know, that musket flavour was in the berries so early. So, yeah, it's, they're certainly looking like it's going to be a great vintage for the Moscato. Then Prosecco, yeah, the King Valley has got a lot of fruit out there to bring in and what we've seen so far is really, really good, really lovely, fresh fruit, yeah, really nice acidity and brightness through that. And the Sienna, well, it's a little way off, obviously, because it's probably one of our very last varieties we bring in. But surprisingly, a lot of early colour. So Veraison sort of had set really early in all of the reds out in the Murray Valley and really good colour really early. So promising, very promising, the Sienna. Kate, just before you move on to the next question, the... The Prosecco is a great variety. We mentioned about that 300-odd mil of rain that Banksdale had. Prosecco is such a loose bunch. It sort of laughs it off a little bit, doesn't it? It's, it's quite incredible. Yeah, we've certainly seen that in the really wet vintages that, you know, you'd have fruit. KB will remember making Penagrigio and we were desperate to pull it in so, you know, the disease didn't take over. And you'd walk to a block right next door in Banksdale and the Prosecco was just like... What do you mean, rain? What what rain? (laughs) What disease pressure? Yeah, incredible sort of variety for that. Yeah, Yeah. very cool. It is absolutely amazing how different grape varieties nearly have personalities like people. Like some are just so resilient, you know, as we say with Prosecco, they, you know, really quite hardy and tough in terms of like disease and so forth. But then you get some varieties that they get a drop of rain on them and they're just like, I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Give up early. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and now just sort of looking at the, the innovation, which is always a fun part of vintage. Have we got some new varieties coming in or are we trying some um, experimental winemaking this year? Yeah, we always do definitely some different things. Varietal-wise, here at Millerwer, we haven't got anything new. Obviously, we're still working on mastering Fiano uh, I think we're doing a fantastic job, but, you know, just continually look at what other, you know, things we can do because we think that's a fantastic variety and wine going forward. There's a lot of work going on with our processing because obviously some of our equipment out there is starting to get pretty old. So just looking at some different ways of potentially processing things like Moscato 
in the future. So um, there was a team that went out back in October, I think it was, and they went through a few of the big wineries and had a look at what they're doing. So we're going to just take a few of those little ideas on board this year and see how we can manipulate our intake. So a bit of process improvement there for future planning. The winemaker's always, you know, looking at using different yeasts, different handling techniques. I think Simon's got some stalks from some Pinot Noir that will go into some that is cooking up at the moment, <laughs> but he's going to put in some Gamay that's getting picked this week. So, you know, there's always a few little weird and wonderfuls that will go across into the kindergarten. And then this year we have sort of teamed up with Chalmers Nursery and Vineyard out at Mildura and they're going to, or they have picked some Refrosco and some Tiroldigo, that's the one. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to have a look at those. So they're actually going to... They just roll off the tongue, don't they? (laughs) It's a marketer's dream. (laughs) They looked, we had a taste of those two. We had a really intensive look through their nursery stock when we were out there the other day and yeah incredible uh we thought those two reds looked had some really good promises variety so they'll just make a very very small amount for us so we'll taste those it was too small to bring back here for us to make yeah so they'll make those for us and then we'll all get a chance to have a look at those later in the year and every year we bring on a group of people for our vintage crew. Uh, do we have some internationals with us this year? Yeah, we do. We've got Owen from the UK. They've got the Ridgeview Winery, uh, Sparkling Winery House over there and his auntie and uncle both worked here, you know, quite a number of years back. So, wow. yeah, the next generation, they're pretty keen to have the next generation come through Brown Brothers if they can. So that's pretty exciting. And then we've got a couple of others, uh, I think, Brazilian and uh, I can't remember, yeah, Argentinian and Brazilian, or yeah, so a little bit of mix, but they're not from a winemaking background, they're just here to help us out, but they're, yeah, enjoying it so far. Now, Kate, you're making the traditional method sparkling wines. Have you had any of fruit in yet, or where's that at? Uh, no, we've just got the fruit for the Patricia coming in, so that comes from the Whitlands Plateau, so that'll be still a little while off the Pinot Noir from up there mm-hmm. so I'd say we're still another two weeks to three weeks away for that fruit coming in. And so have you got like a plan in mind for how you're going to handle that across the vintage? Yeah well it always gets hand-picked uh, and then is made through the kindergarten and you know carefully looked after obviously being Patricia parcels so I guess the main thing for that sparkling fruit is just getting that pick right so you know, very high acids, which you want high acid for a sparkling base, but you need to manage that so that that acid doesn't look too green. So just that balance between the sugar ripeness and the acidity, that's the main things you're sort of looking at trying to make that picking decision. And then, yeah, because it's obviously a red variety and we're making it into a white wine, so there's the challenges of hand-picking, lightly pressing, yeah, just so we minimise any colour pickup on those. They're the key sort of things to that variety. And so about three weeks out from picking, how often will you get up there between now and harvest to go and taste the fruit or have a look at what, what you think? Probably a couple of times at least, yeah, to just sort of have a – if you can have a pre-look 
you know, a little bit of an earlier look, you get sort of an idea in your head how the crop looks and how it might, you know, if it's a really light crop, then of course it might ripen up a bit too quickly and might catch you unaware if you're not on top of it. So, yeah, just at least a few times we'll head up to those vineyards. Now, you mentioned Fiano before and that we're always working on sort of different ways to work with it in the winery. Can you talk us through what sort of different methods we're looking at? Are they different yeasts or different temperatures or what are we doing? Yeah, so we've already picked some Fiano from the Murray Valley from a grower. So that came in last week, which is looking really good like that. It's incredible that we're growing this variety out in these really warm climates and you know we've got a natural acidity I think that was 8.3 and 8.5 or something coming in so that's incredible you'd normally think of uh, you know another variety say Chardonnay from out there that would have you'd be lucky to have um, you know natural acidity level of maybe five Mm. yeah so it's yeah so that really speaks to you know the variety and great for growing out there so And then in the winery, yeah, Simon's got lots of different things going on. So he'll leave some on the solid lees and just keep that stirred through to try and build up a bit of palate texture before he goes into ferment. A number of different yeasts, a little bit will go to barrel for some barrel fermentation. Different yeasts, of course, because, you know, you can manipulate flavours from the yeast strain. So over the years... The last few years he's certainly found some that work better than others and will continue to look at what does, you know, he's sort of got a bit of a favourite but he'll have a look at some other ones as well. Great. And we're just so lucky to have the kindergarten to be able to play around with all those things. Oh, absolutely. It's a just an amazing spot for winemakers to be able to branch off. You know, Fiano's, you know, we've got some fairly large volumes coming through but to be able to put some aside into the kinder and break it down into a number of different experimental lots is just gold. Now just to finish up, a prediction. So word has always gone around the winery that if we have an earlier Easter, it's going to be an earlier vintage, which uh, looking at the date of Easter this year, which is around the 30th of March, might mean that vintage might be finished before April comes along. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, well, we're probably three weeks ahead of where we were. Like the last two vintages, we've been really late, especially last year. Like we were, So we're three weeks ahead of where we were last year. So by the end of Feb, we'll have quite a lot of whites really churning through. We'll probably finish picking Pinagrigio, for example. Um, yeah, so there'll be, you know, a bulk that fruit salad list will keep growing uh, and... Yeah, so March will be, it will be busy, especially if this weather stays like this. It will, yeah, once we get into picking all the musket for Moscato, we'll keep churning through that, um, yeah, because there's some, yeah, good tonnages that we need to bring through this year. And again, Prosecco, we've got a lot of fruit out there to bring in. So between now and Easter, yeah, we'll be making a, a big charge. If it goes the way you plan, you might be sitting back on the, In the hammock, eating your Easter eggs in peace and quiet? I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) There'll be a lot of ferments going on. (laughs) Now, Kate, just before we finish up, what's uh, on the cards for this week coming in? 
Ah, uh, yeah, this week's going to be nice and busy. We've, uh, again, we've got a little bit of everything coming in. So today, Viano, Pinagrigio, Prosecco, there'll be some Dolcetto, some more Dolcetto this week, Pinot Noir from the Yarra, uh, some, I know Chardonnay's out till next week, some Shiraz for Dolcetto and Syrah later in the week. So, yeah, lots of bits and pieces happening and some days of some nice big tonnages coming through too so very exciting all right well kate thank you so much for coming in and what we'll try and do is in a couple of weeks time get you in again and just see how it's all tracking and just uh, give us some updates of what's looking really good and um, what we can expect to, for the tail end of vintage very good thank you how good was that everyone if you have any feedback for us at the ferment please send us an email ferment at brownfwg.com.au. Also, don't forget to check out our Tasting Note podcast. Thanks for listening to The Ferment, everyone. Stay safe out there, chase hard, look out for each other.